Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Tuesday, February the 6th, Ian Cameron, and we have a special guest joining us today, uh, originally from Germany, now in Sweden, and uh, a hockey player, coach, scout, doing a lot to further and uh, strengthen, if you will, hockey over in Europe. Uh, it is very, uh, it is a very interesting story about this man's background, and we're happy to have him on this show, uh, William Von Gotcha, uh, joining us here on the Ice Guys show uh, William, uh, welcome in. And I'll, let me just start by saying, if you were someone that someone was donating blood to you, you'd basically be requesting three types of blood. You know, a little German blood, a little Finnish blood, and a little Swedish blood. Yeah. Because you've got a little bit of all three, uh, as you were saying to me before the show, uh, in you. But uh, it's great to have you on the Ice Guys show. Welcome, and tell us a little bit about your hockey background. Thank you, Ian, for introduction here. No, I mean, uh, as I said, I before I started. Young, playing hockey, I was also doing some other sports as well, but uh, when I turned 15, then hockey was the sport I choose, and continuing playing and coaching and helping out, and yeah, and then when I, twin, I was for like 24, I think, I, I had problems with my, with my knee, and then I went away from hockey some years, and one of my friends actually asked me to come back and play again. And that's when I, I went, like, put into the the coaching in, in Lerum, actually, where you have a lot of great players as well as well. Um and uh it went from there to different teams to Canada and to scouting everything. So right now I'm just consulting a lot of different teams and helping players go to like Canada and uh also US and different contacts and uh actually looking forward to uh, coach maybe a team offshore somewhere someday. Uh because Corona actually made it really hard to fly over. So looking forward to that. Uh, still, just watching. Made it hard to do a lot of shit back. Up yeah, here. yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, a crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, still loving the sport and uh, doing some playing some stuff as well, just for fun, you know, going ice skating, and uh, yeah, helping other people to evolve in the sports and giving information and being a supportive part in their life as well. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, there's so many times with whether it's retirement and it's by choice and you get to play, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. We had so many players on this show, current, former players. They want to stay connected to hockey even after they hang up the skates, whether it's in management and coaching or scouting or, or training or some kind of attachment to the game because they love it so much. For you, William, obviously, look, career cut short was uh, not by choice for you. You know, you suffer a debilitating injury and your career's cut short. But you said, I love this sport. I kind of want to give back to it in some way. And I just love working with the young kids. And sure enough, coaching and uh, scouting was right up your alley. So how long now have you been doing this since you finished playing? Since like 2016, I've been doing the coaching. And wow. then uh, 2019, somewhere 20 there, I got into the scouting as well. Because I got uh, I was finished with the, the coaching in Kungalv. And uh, I finished my mission right there to help them with everything. And uh, I got uh, picked from a guy who was actually in the Ferriestad in SHL, Sweden. 
he was drafting me to scout for Muskoka Shields. Um, so I flew over there and met the coach as well and everything. And then I got picked up by uh, the team in Alberta, uh, Ice Dogs, Slave Lake. Uh, so I was to co I was supposed to go coaching there, but I got uh, the Corona fucked everything up. Sorry for the language, <laughs> but no, no, yeah, that's the, all right. It's all good yeah, here. Okay. Anything goes. Oh, no, no, Corona, yeah, messed a lot of things up. So yeah, I continued to like help them with the with the team and Slave Lake and um, coaching and trying to be a consultant on different teams in Sweden as well. I have a lot of players from Muskoka right now. I'm talking to helping them get around. Also, Swedish players uh, helping uh, them as well go offshore. And just waiting for the next uh, opportunity to train as well or coach out offshore. So uh, that's what I'm looking at right, right now. And just, you know, doing some ice skating, playing some stuff and doing some education as well. You know, there are always courses, new courses with, um, with uh, the hockey, hockey. Um, you call it in English a hockey uh, union, like the hockey union. Yeah, they're yeah. always sending requests to come to like visit different NHL players from Sweden, visiting and having this kind of uh, conference and stuff, telling about their career and everything like that. Just staying in it, you know, being fresh and with fresh information like this. That's good. And you, but, and uh, we, were, we were talking about the J18 league, uh, William, of course, before we started, and uh, this is the Premier Junior. Uh, league under 18 league, I should say, uh, over in uh, Sweden. Um, have you come across some kids that you've seen go through that program that you've personally worked with that have really made their way into the pro ranks over the you know eight years now? You've probably been able to see people roll through that J18. Yeah, yeah. I've seen develop a... and turn into having pretty good careers now, maybe at this point. So yeah. tell us a little bit about some of those <clears throat> players you've been dealing with. I actually, when I was coaching, when I started coaching in Lerum, uh, I actually have some of the kids actually go to Frölunda as well in Sweden. And that's a real big step for them. And I asked them, I was so proud of them when they made the step and they, they said, yeah, it's because we have a good coach. And I said, yeah, because it's like, it's like you need to have all the educations and all this background and also have this experience with kids. And I have a lot of cousins. Uh, we have like on my mother's side like 50, 40 or 50 of them and a lot of them I have taken care of when I was younger and this this is like when you get this experience then you're you have an easy hand with kids and know exactly how to do it and how to talk to them how to motivate them because I have a really good coaches as well when I was growing up in different uh, hockey clubs and uh, that kind of experience uh, you know sticks with you like okay this is how we handle the kids this is how we talk to them like how this is how we motivate them to do this. Like, and I mean, these kids, they're coming right now from different ages. They're so intelligent. They're so smart. Like, I remember when I was you and me, we were younger. Like, we were going around drooling. This, you know, the snob was coming out. We had no clue what we were doing. But these kids, like, I still have no seven. clue what I'm doing on an ice rink, William. <laughs> I can't even skate without falling ass backward on my ass. So, uh, you yeah, know, uh, that's why I'm doing this instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you have kids like coming up like 10, 11 years old and they're, they're doing these tricks. I've seen also in, oh, yeah. in Canada, U.S., also in Europe. Eastern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. E yeah. Even like China and, 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 and even in Japan, they're doing the tricks like you're like, shit. I was not even doing that. Backhand one. roof, backhand yeah, roof. Yeah, oh my God. The legs. I mean, crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're evolving, because they have information, yeah. they have good coaches. Like they can learn so much just watching YouTube. Like, so 
we, we need to like em- embrace this and uh, and and uh, face the new evol- evolution of the kids and uh, uh, and uh, with uh, new new like new thinking and everything like we, we cannot do it like we did it before we need to take it to a new level and it's so fun to even see nhl young players coming up even the 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 junior hockey uh, um uh, national championship that was here in sweden in gothenburg for different teams from all around the world like seeing that and how they evolve like yeah it's crazy it's so fun to see it i, I love seeing people evolving and like going forward like and i and I, I'm always so happy to see them success uh, and getting the the things they want, and I mean, get the things they're working for. I mean, and and also from Kunga, we have a lot of players who went far, really far, and got a good contracts. Like, and they they were picked like from like 15 or 16 years old. They were picked picked for like to this SSA, SHL in Sweden team, really good teams. So. Yeah, and yeah, that's it's the elite uh, league as you know, William. It's a yeah, very good yeah. league to prepare yeah. players to play professional hockey at a high yeah. level. It's a very defensive league. Like if you're going to play in the Swedish elite league, you better be a, you better back check. You'd better play a 200 foot style of hockey yeah. game because yeah. it's going to be tough for you to stay at that level because defense and just being structured as a team that's basically uh, demanded. You know, in the Swedish elite league, that is a very that's a league that is well known even over here in North America for being, you got to play with structure and you got to play with defense and each individual has to be a good player, not only with the puck, but away from the puck. If they're going to make it and stick in the Swedish league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah they, they have to have everything. It's, it's not, it's the wideness. It's like the industrial thing in Sweden as well. We have the wideness. We don't, don't have just one angle. We have every angle. Yeah. That's the thing we are teaching them. The kids growing up, from from littles we want them to have the angles and have the wideness of it and the strength to do everything like if even if you're forward you have to have the thinking of a uh a, a, a defensive player or or the center as well like how does everything work how does the goalies things work like it's so important to have the whole the whole picture when you're playing and that makes you a better player because I mean, everyone has to have the thinking of that you're a CEO on the ice, okay? Even if you have your your area on the ice, you has to you have to have the wideness of it. That makes you a better player. That makes you um, uh, see the game better. It makes you uh, even have the ability to see before something's going to happen. Okay, if I move the puck over here, you can't have tunnel vision playing hockey. Yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. You cannot. It's yeah. it's impossible. No. Like. And and uh, even the ed- education they're learning right now, we're learning from even from Froland. We go into those educations over there, and even for uh, the U- hockey union in Sweden, they're teaching this. Like we want the players to be even have more strength. They have, we want them to have more like wideness of the game, and we're even teaching them from the books that we are teach on the on the educations uh, that uh, we want the wideness as well. And, we want to make them like entrepreneurs, like you see always on the ice, like that they think of. Yeah, they think of everything and you like own the ice. Show yeah, it. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and we also te- try yeah. to teach them to coach as well when we were teaching them. Like, okay, because if we give them the perspective of each uh, different, like, uh, if uh, each different uh, angle of it, like, okay, this is how the coach is doing it. This is how the goal is doing it. Then they know how to prevent stuff from happening on the ice, 
because they know the consequence. If I move the puck over here, if I do like this, if I do like that, if I go up in the middle, okay, then the other players on the other team, even to read the other team, like giving them information and, and t- uh, teaching them to play. Like we, we even took the players from Kungel to some games to just sit and teach them how to look and how to see the, the faults in the different uh, teams. Like, okay, this player, he's really good. They always pass the puck to him. He always go on the left side. Okay, he always back checks. He always go when they're playing the box play. He always go to the right corner on the side of the, the goal to stand there. And he always shoots the same shot. If you can like see those steps and prevent that, you know exactly when they pass the puck, you can just intervene, take the puck, and you go. Wow. And probably you, yeah, and we did this several times. And that's why we won the whole series and they went up to the lead because we were actually reading the opponent's play and we were teaching the kids how to read it. We were taking them to games with our opponents we're playing to see so we can teach them exactly what we were doing as coaches. So if you give them the angles, then you, you get a lot of players. And like if they don't want to play the uh, hockey, maybe they get an injury. They can coach. Like we wanted to do. Like we wanted to stay inside the sports because even if they get, you know, they have a short career or they break something or you know they can't play anymore, they can still provide a hockey uh, nation with like information. With uh, maybe they open a company that they helps hockey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We want to stay inside the, yeah. the hockey because it's so important because they can raise other players and give them so much information and experience and like help them with everything. Like as a coach, you only you don't know even like you don't only help them on the ice, you help them with the mentality as well. You help them with everything. Like they ask you about everything. And you have to be there 24/7. They can call you like uh, 10 at some Friday night, like hey, bro, uh, Friday coach, at midnight. I, hey, I yeah, got yeah, a or something. That's I have a question good. of this, you yeah. know, like, or or they take like the math book with them to to the rink, and they want I'll be to honest, like, ask. I, if I was in your shoes, William, some kid calls me for some advice for his hockey game at midnight on a Friday. I'm kind of say, come on, man, I'm at a fucking party. Can you wait till Monday with this? I'd have a hard. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I always answer. Like I try to always answer, you know, to be available, you know, because. You can't uh, wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, it's a hockey question. It's really important. <laughs> no, that's There's great. There's no body awesome. or no drink that can be uh, no. uh, the more important than a hockey question, like from a from a from a fellow hockey player. Like, so it's important. Yeah, that's to bring great. the. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome that you make yourself you know available at all times uh, for the, uh, the for the kids that you work with coaching wise, mm-hmm. and that's great. Mm-hmm. Now, I find that, and you mentioned this, you kind of want to ex- these kids to accentuate their hockey personality, their skill and, and not hide it, not be afraid to show it. Nope. And I can only imagine there's some old school coaches and I'm thinking of your Daryl Sutters in the NHL and, and some <laughs> of these old school donkey dinosaur coaches that just can't stand probably they, they probably, you know, about to have a, a spasm or a fit when they watch some kid pull off the Michigan move these days in the NHL or a backhand roof job through the legs, uh, any kind of shot like that. And you've got those old school dinosaur coaches saying, ah, I can't let my players do that. That's not the way you're supposed to play the game, but nope. things are changing now. It's 2024 yeah. Yeah. skill level is as high or higher than it's ever been before. And if you can pull off these kind of maneuvers, you know, dangle through the legs, you know, dipsy do and be able to pull off a Michigan lacrosse style move and score a goal with it. 
you guys I'm from the sounds of it say, hey, if you've got the ability to hone your skills and improve your skill level to be able to pull off a move like that and be able to score a goal in that style, go for it. We support you 1,000%, right? I mean, if if you don't do it, if you don't do the mistakes, you would have learned. Like we had some players in the eight, including us as well. Uh, I told him like, if you if you try to you know bait the opponent uh, player, the right wing player, because he always goes higher. They, I know it exactly the play this team uses. And I said, try to bait him down. I said, how? You know, you're really good with the with the stick. You can do some moves, and maybe tunnel him, and he would he would be gone. Then the, the the center and all the defenders will pull. They will like move upwards on the on the on the ice, and uh, that will make it possible for you to do a, a a pass through them. And we're gonna have the left forward coming up. It's gonna be a left forward against uh, the goalie every time. And we did it. He, he said, "Bro, but our old t- old coach said we 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 cannot do the." The maneuvers at behind the, the goalie. I mean, okay, if if you lose one goal, that's nothing. Like if you're doing this and you manage to do it, you're gonna learn to do it next time better. And he did it, and he managed to. Uh, we we got like three scores by the, doing that. Just to pass on the corner, they did the same thing every time. We just bathed them down to the corner. He 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 made a maneuver. And the right wing forward came down, and the left wing as well, and the center went up, and the and the defenders also rose. So it was behind the red line; it was clear. Just pass the puck, easy. It's all about the 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 strat uh, strat um, uh, used. Uh, oh my god, I, can't, I don't know the name in uh, the word in English, but uh, the 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 strategy. Yeah. If you have a good strategy when you're playing. Yeah. It's like you're playing a game. Like you're Strategy playing in battle. the zone, offensive yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're playing. Yeah. This is how I talk to the kids. Like, you know, if you want the kids to listen, you have to talk something that they know. Like, you know, Battlefield, Fortnite. <laughs> say, yeah, say something they like that. that. And you yeah. have their, bro, you have their attention if you're talking yep. about Fortnite and yep. PlayStation. Oh, my God. Right. They're going to listen to everything you say. So if you're talking Fortnite, say, you know, when you run into a guy, you know he has a sniper. You, you need to know exactly how to take him down. And you're baiting him. The same in hockey. If you can use the same thinking in hockey, it's a strategy. If you can use the same strategy to bait them or to lure them, we want the, the play to be easy. We want minimum uh, energy loss when you're playing. Don't do like uh, uh, this energy loss moves when you're like so tired because you did this skating. Instead of thinking, okay, if I pass the puck over here and I move over here, this guy's going to follow me. I'll be open in the middle. I can just go. We want them to use the same thinking as they use when they're playing the games because it's a game. Hockey is a game, and it's yeah. all about how you're thinking of it. And you if have to just... think at a high level of speed, too. Yes, yeah. yes, you think yes. Fast. It's yes. not just move yes. fast and be in the right position. you got to think no. fast. Yeah. yeah, and also how, you, how you're moving is affecting the other team's players because if you're moving the right way and you're luring them, they're going to follow you, and you're going to open up space in the eyes that you're – your your mates can go, and you can pass the puck easy. Exactly, as long as you don't have yeah. that tunnel vision. If you see, if yeah. you've got the yeah. whole scope of the ice open, you're keeping your eyes. You know, yes. your eyes got to yes. be uh, wandering eyes, if you will. You've got to be yeah. able to see the options when they're there. Because look, it's a high rate of speed. This sport, you've only got that one second, two seconds, maybe, to make that decision. Mm-hmm. 
that you need to put yourself in a position to be in a scoring situation, a scoring play, yeah. a scoring chance, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's uh, when, when we were teaching this, me and my, yeah. my fellow coach, they were like, no, this can't be like, it can't be this easy. And when we, we showed them in the ice, they were like, it works. It actually works. I said, yeah, well, because the hockey is not the, like it was before. Everyone was so big, you know, they were just tackling and, you know, crushing each other. You're losing so much energy by doing this. And I see, I know it's, it's TV and in NHL and SSL, they, they, in, in the Swedish leagues as well, they, they do a lot of tackling. It's, of course, it's cool, you know, they think. But you can also, you can also get an injury or, or injure something if you're doing it the wrong way. Instead of playing it smart, you will lose lesser energy and you will make the game go faster because you're using the, the eyes and their opponent's minds instead of just going around like a gruff. If you've seen the poor ice cycle before, because it's, it was the same in Sweden. Everyone was so big, you know. I remember we we were at the gym. Everyone had wanted to have huge muscles because that was the hockey was about tackling people. And even now, we have some teams on the SHL in Sweden that are still big, but then when when they meet maybe like Frölunda, you can see it's a total different team. Yeah. They are small. They have uh, more like, uh, strong muscles. But they're faster, more flexible, more agile, and they're thinking more instead of just being brutes on the ice. That's you can see it. That's how. That's why they're so far so far ahead, Frölunda. When you're at their education, you you talk to the guys that are doing the the exercise for the for the for the for the for their um, SOL team and also for the younger kids and J20 like this and J18 and U16. They're talking about, you know, like the skiers, they're doing the same exercise. They want a slim body, strong, strong at the edges, far out, so they can, you know, go up and down fast and do this, like a Vetchkin, lying on your back, doing the backflip in the, in the goal. One of the more incredible goals you'll yeah. ever see when he did that. Yeah, exactly. Arizona. It was a crazy yeah. goal I've seen, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that. They're working with the edges because you need to be slim. When you're slim, yeah. you lose less energy because muscle takes energy. It's, it's all about the calculation. It's all about the math. Play smart. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff, William. Uh, You can tell this guy knows a thing or two about X's and O's and uh, getting players to uh, accentuate their skill, be in the right position, make the right play with the puck, uh, given the situation, given what they see on the ice. So just really interesting here in the X's and O's breakdown like that. It's really cool. Uh, Someone in our chat asking, uh, is William applying to become the Sabres head coach? I don't know. It sounds like uh, (laughs) uh, his X's and O's strategy could work in Buffalo right now with the talent that they've got. Maybe we need William's input there with the Buffalo Sabres. Get them out of the shit storm that they're in this season. Yes. No problem. I'll fix it. Yeah. He'll fix what's wrong with Sage Thompson. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, no doubt. Before we get into the NHL, we'll of course, as always, we'll preview the Tuesday night games here. We've got eight of them in the NHL. I did want to ask because you're in Sweden right now. Uh, what was the country like for hosting the World Juniors just recently around Christmas time? Obviously, uh, it was a w- event won by the U.S. They won in the gold medal game against Sweden. Unfortunately, breaking the hearts of the home country there, the host nation. But what was it like for Sweden there, William, where you are hosting the World Juniors uh, a month or so ago? I was amazing. A lot of people from from all around the, all around the world, and they were so friendly and everything. It was really good. I mean, Sweden is a hockey nation. It's always same in Finland. Like if you were there, like it was so nice. People, were, yeah, it was the 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 
the tension was so good and uh like the 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 vibe was amazing like yeah just loving hockey really hockey and i know that like the canadians and the us you know you they always love sweden we know it we can see when they were here everyone was so happy so it was really fun i mean sure we lost but i mean yeah uh, you have to think in the, in the in the long run how how many uh, juniors they have won before and the work they've done before i mean it's 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 a that really was still good a very team. good swedish team yes uh, yes very good swedish team i mean they've Amazing got surefire nhlers uh i was very very impressed with so much of the uh talent on that uh, world junior uh, hockey team for uh, Sweden. It was very, very impressive. Uh, no question about that. I thought they played themselves well. Uh, we know Eli- Elias Pettersson right now for Vancouver. He's outstanding. The other Elias Pettersson, the guy that played for the World Junior Team th- this year for Sweden, he's going to be pretty damn good too, defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mm-hmm. very impressed uh, with his play. Uh, it was a really, really good team overall. Again, just very impressed with what I saw from Sweden, even though can- uh, the U.S. beat them in that gold medal game. But that Axel Sandin Pelika. It's going to be, I think, really, really good. Tom Willander, yeah. uh, who's another Canuck uh, prospect as well. Uh, so we're going to have a mini little Team Sweden going on with the Vancouver Canucks here oh, uh, yeah. in a few oh, years. Yeah. I mean, it's 14% of NHL players from Sweden. So it's kind of impressive right now. It's uh, really proud of those guys, what they're doing. And, yeah. And, I mean, we have a lot of stuff going on in Sweden as well. They have a lot of plans building more ice rink as well and expanding the sports even higher. So, like, just, like, here in, in where I live right now, it's been, we're having the same ice rink since, I don't know, like, 40 years, 50 years back, even more, before they were playing outside. I remember my father, he was also playing outside the rink. Uh, he was actually one of the guys who were helping to build the old rink. And uh, uh, even his uh, his father. So I mean, it's it's a loving sport. And now we're getting new ice rink. I'm just like, so excited to see what this town can can produce. I know we have four players from Frölunda. We have Christian Beckman. It's uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting for it. it's going to be ready uh, next uh, autumn. Uh, it's beautiful. It's looking beautiful right now. And I know we're going to produce some really good players here because, yeah, they they love the hockey right here as well, this town. So, yeah, really excited of what's going to happen. And yeah, you heard it here, basically. Yeah, Sweden hockey boom on the way with the uh, the the teenage, you know, crowd right now in their teenage years and going into their 20s. You're going to see them continuing to uh, bolster uh, things as far as uh, Swedish hockey development with the youth is concerned. And uh, mm-hmm. William certainly seeing a bird's eye view of that. Uh, from where he is right now. No question uh, about that. Um, just before we get into Tuesday's game specifically, I mean, just briefly, I'll say about last night, uh, we cashed one of the two draw bets with the uh, Avs and the Rangers, and we nearly got the other one with the Leafs and the Islanders. That fell short as the Islanders won 3-2 uh, in regulation, unfortunately, as they get a late goal to beat the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, last night. Uh, great performance by Sorokin and Nett. And look, uh, you wonder why Sheldon Keefe has had criticism about his team, unable to, you know, have the minute details of the game defensively, and they just have those little breakdowns, you know, in key moments of the game. And we saw it again last night with just two minutes to go. You know, they had just tied the game a few minutes ago. You've got to beat. You just manage the puck well, clear the puck out when you get that chance. Just make sure you get at least the one point in the bank 
and get the game to overtime. And Toronto was in, unable to do that last night as the Islanders uh, beat them 3-2. Uh, to two. But, uh, William, before we get into Tuesday's games, let's just get some thoughts from you on this NHL season to this point. Uh, players that have impressed you, teams that have surprised you in a good way, teams that have disappointed you. Uh, what have you seen from uh, your view? Yeah, I've, I've, usually I watch a lot of NHL. I'm going to make you really disappointed right now, but the last couple of months I have been really bad watching the NHL. Uh, but, uh, Time yeah. difference doesn't help either. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, the thing yeah. I've seen is uh, great teams, a lot of new good players coming up from different countries as well, especially Leo Pedersen doing a really, really great job over there. Uh, I saw actually the game we were talking about, the Maple Leafs. Yeah, they were under pressure, real under pressure. I mean, I've been in the same situation, like two minutes left. We were tied. We were playing J18, uh, and I know exactly how they're feeling. Like, the little, the like, a little mistake and you're gone like this. It could be someone falling over something or like some tripping on the puck or some missing something. The, the stress level like there is, you have to have it on, on in your head or, or you're gone like that. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy how it can turn like from, from so fast from the where, where you could be like in, in the lead and then you suddenly you're, you're losing the game. Like it's, uh, yeah. There's That's no the question. information I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do more exp- more um, watching NHL actually. I promise you, so I get more more information next time. Uh, Absolutely, but, yeah. no, that's all right. It's all good. That's what I'm here for uh, right yeah. now. I'm, I'm uh, right. Uh, you know what? Some you know like uh, Connor McDavid and uh, Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby, uh, and I guess you could say even at Pedersen. Uh, we'll throw a Swedish connection in there. They carry their teams a lot of nights. I'll carry you here through the uh, through the uh, through the uh, Tuesday show here and through these uh, Tuesday games uh, that we uh, break down. So let's get into it. We will begin with the Dallas Stars taking on uh, the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, we've got Dallas minus one fifty uh, road favorites. Uh, the total six and a half here uh, in this game. Uh, you look at Buffalo, uh, a team that. Um, they're 10 points out. Uh, I never say never, but it's it's now or never for Buffalo. Like if they're going to entertain any possibility of making a run to get into the postseason, it's got to start with a big time win streak coming out of the all-star break. Are they capable of it? I'm not sure. Uh, I know they beat the Sharks and the Kings before the break. So they actually went into the break on a two game win streak, you know, and two game win streaks have been rare for this uh, Sabres team. But um, can they keep that going? And obviously they're facing probably a better team than either San Jose or, of course, L.A. struggling, you know, at the time that the uh, Sabres played them. So we'll see how this one plays out. Jake Ottinger, of course, all-star goalie Jake Ottinger uh, in net for the Dallas Stars. Uko Pekalukanen will get the uh, start for Buffalo. They do have a couple of critical injuries, one up front, one on the back end. Very disheartening to hear that Matias Samuelson, uh, is going to be out for the rest of the season for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. He's actually one of their better defensemen as far as defending in his own zone. And to not have Matias Samuelson for the rest of the season, very disheartening here for this uh, Sabres team. And Jack Quinn, who, you know, I'm starting to become concerned about just the injuries this guy's had to deal with. Uh, last year he missed time, early this year he missed time, and now lower body injury. Uh, he went through surgery uh, yesterday, and now he's going to be out uh, for the next eight weeks for the Sabres. So uh, very, very disappointing news there. Um, this is a really tricky game. I mean, I'm not uh, – first game out of the break, I'm not looking to lay a big price. So I'm not looking to lay it with Dallas here. But, you know, do I trust the Buffalo Sabres? 
I don't know. I really don't know about that. Let's also not forget, there's one little thing to keep in the back of your mind. Now, it was last season. It was a long time ago, almost a full year ago. Wasn't the same Buffalo roster that we're going to see tonight. We've seen some changes. There's a lot of the same players, but there's a couple new faces, namely Eric Johnson, Connor Clifton, specifically on the back end. The last time Buffalo played Dallas last year, March the 9th in Buffalo, embarrassing it was. It was 10-4 to for the Dallas Stars uh, in that game. It was uh, obviously a, a, a humiliating night for the Sabres. Uh, they got completely uh, crushed in that game, giving up 10 goals. Uh, they Actually, Dallas outshot Buffalo 49-29. to uh, 10 goals allowed, all of them by Eric Comrie, who, of course, is currently not with the team. Uh, at the uh, moment, but just an absolutely disheartening performance by uh, uh, the Buffalo Sabres. And actually, I shouldn't say that. Comrie is the backup goalie to Lucan, and it was Devin Levi that sent back down to uh, Rochester. So that's always in the back of your mind that if you're Buffalo here, you know, there's going to be a lot of the same players. For the, you know, there's a lot of players that were on that team that lost 10 4 to Dallas last year. They're here again this year. And you know, that's the Skinner and Thompson and Poso and Paterka, uh, Middlestat, Tuck. You know, I, I'm not saying that's going to be at the, you know, on the bulletin board for this game that, hey, we lost to Dallas 10-4. We got to shape up. But uh, there's no doubt there's going to be, I think, a little bit of um, extra incentive for Buffalo. But I just don't know if I can trust them to beat the really best of the best teams. Um, so for me, this is going to be a game where I, I think I like the both teams to score in the first period over. Small lean to the full game over as well. Uh, that's basically what I would be, uh, how I would be approaching this game. Uh, the Dallas Stars, a uh, very good team, uh, William. Uh, what do you think of them? What do you think of the Buffalo Sabres? And what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, I actually saw the game when they lost 10 4, and uh, I, I totally wow. agree with what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, no. it was embarrassing. I don't know what the hell they're doing. But as you said, they had a guy who was carrying them to that. And they don't have the same guy this year. Uh, I've been a fan of Buffalo Sabres, actually. Uh, I have, too. I grew up a Sabres fan. They're my team. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually I a Forsberg fan. I say that too loudly these days, but they are my team <laughs> growing up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, I think that you could be surprised by the Sabres this one, actually. I think they could be surprising because yeah. I think they're feeling the hurt from the, from the, from the, from the last game. So, and Dallas Stars are missing the guy you were talking before, the John, um, uh, what's his name? John? Jack Quinn. Yeah, Jack, Jack Quinn. Quinn yeah, exactly. Well, they're out for Buffalo. Yeah, Dallas yeah. Dallas is healthy. Dallas is pretty much fully healthy. So, pretty impressive. No major injuries for them right now. So, yeah. I think this is a good, uh, good one, actually. Yeah, there you go. So, I think William sounds like he might be leaning a little to Buffalo here as a live home underdog. Uh, the draw, maybe. I mean, we did see D Dallas, you know, you can't ever say Dallas draw is not a bad consideration. Three of the four games before the break uh, went to overtime, so the draw might be worth a look. They just have a knack of not putting away the the below average teams and, and the mediocre teams. We've seen it repeatedly from this uh, group. You know, the last two wins before the break, Washington and Anaheim, they needed overtime you know, for both of those games. So, you know, it's not exactly a team that puts their foot down on the gas pedal for 60 minutes. But Wyatt Johnston, I do like props for him. We've talked about him. As long as he stays on the top line, it's worth a look. How about Ocposo? Um, you know, on the top line, it looks like with Thompson and Skinner for the Sabres. So 
keep an eye on that. Uh, Zach Benson on the second line, perhaps. And J.J. Paterka was one of the red-hot Buffalo Sabres as far as scoring is concerned going into the break. You know, So those are definitely some of the uh, props that I'm interested in here uh, for this game tonight. All right, Vancouver Canucks and the Carolina Hurricanes should be a good one here. Carolina minus 150 home favorites. Uh, the total sitting at uh, six. Uh, and uh, let me see what it is. Six and a half shaded to the under here in this game. Big news for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and that's that Pyotr Kochetkov is making his return and will be the starting goalie tonight for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. He has not played since January 11th. That's the game he got hurt against Anaheim. Uh, he's been unavailable for the last seven games, but finally ready to return from the concussion that he suffered against Anaheim that night. Uh, 7-1-2, and a 9-31 save percentage uh, in the 10 previous starts for him. Uh, in net before that injury. So um, good to have him back for sure for this Carolina team, no question. Uh, Vancouver comes into this game off the uh, break. A lot of Canucks at the All-Star game. And after what I saw from Toronto last night, and look, they didn't play terrible, but they had a lot of players at the All-Star weekend festivities in Toronto, and it kind of looked like it at times with just their puck management and the defensive blunders that we saw from the Toronto in that game. That does worry me a little bit about Vancouver in particular because they had a bunch of guys at the All-Star game uh, over the weekend. And, you know, coming off that, I'm not sure you're going to get that. Uh, there's something a little, le like, I am not betting against Vancouver at this price. Not a chance am I doing that. There's no way I would endorse Carolina at this price against Vancouver, who's right now, I think, positioned themselves very nicely as far as, um, Stanley Cup contender is concerned with the acquisition of Elias Lindholm from the uh, Calgary Flames just to really make that team even more complete. Uh, so it's a fascinating matchup. And sure enough, not only is Elias Lindholm making his Vancouver Canucks debut tonight, first game following the break and since the trade, but this is the team he originally started his career against, Elias Lindholm, the Carolina Hurricanes. So how can you not endorse Elias Lindholm to score a goal or to get an assist or maybe to pick up a couple of points tonight against his old team in his Canuck debut. Why not? Uh, but, and look, I know he's only got nine goals on the season. Everybody's made a big fucking deal out of the lack of offense for him uh, so far this season. But what Elias Lindholm brings to this team uh, is very, very solid outside of just the offensive component. If the offensive component comes along for Elias Lindholm here with this Canucks team, great. But it's not the be-all end-all. What he is going to give this team uh, more than anything else is responsible defensive play. That's more important. You know, he's going to win face-offs. He's going to be responsible, play a 200-foot game. He's going to give you some leadership as well uh, in the uh, dressing room. Not that they don't have any, Vancouver. They've got plenty, but he's just another veteran player to add to the mix. Uh, so he's going to give this team a lot. If the offense gets back to what Lindholm did when he put 40 goals up with Calgary, great but it's not the end of the world because they've got enough players to be able to score goals and make it happen offensively right now for the Vancouver Canucks. So I'm, I, I, the one thing that's keeping me off Vancouver though, is the fact that I didn't love what I saw out of all the leaf players coming out of the break. I worry about that year for Vancouver. I think the price is incredible. You're not going to get the Vancouver Canucks plus plus one thirty uh, very often. And I probably am going to end up before puck drop taking a small bite on this Vancouver price at plus 130. But there are some concerns. There definitely are some concerns about this particular spot here 
for Vancouver uh, going into this game. Uh, it is worth noting, by the way, this is another one. I hate to be a broken record, but the draw, the game in, Van in Carolina last year with these two teams, uh, the Canucks won it 4-3 to three in a shootout. Uh, we have seen Vancouver go to overtime back-to-back -back games before the break, so it's not a bad option for a, uh, for a draw as well here with the uh, Canucks and the uh, Hurricanes uh, in this game. What do you think of these two teams in this matchup here, William? Vancouver, Carolina. Yeah, after I said the Toronto game, <laughs> I'm worried as you will as well because they were playing the All-Star game. I think they had a too, too good time over there. So yeah, I think it's good to... Two good teams. You were also talking about Lindblom here. Um, I haven't watched these teams so much, actually, the Hurricanes or the Vancouver Canucks. I've been focusing on uh, uh, my favorite team, uh, that is um, Peter Forsberg team. Uh, so, uh, um, yeah, I think it's a good draw. I think it's a good draw. But I'm, I as think you as well, yeah. I think Coaching. I'm nervous as well because they were playing the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be tired. I saw the Maple Leafs, they were tired in the last couple of minutes of that game. Yeah, there's no they doubt. They were stressed. They were, not in, they were not focused. They were not in control of that. <laughs> they had a low energy right there. You could see no, how I, they were playing, yeah. I agree with all so, that. Yep. I, so I, with... I think the Hurricanes are going to give them a, a match right there. Maybe they're yeah, going catch-up. Yeah, I think it's definitely – it's it's to me, there's that's the biggest concern I have, William, with Vancouver tonight is just they had, you know, they had Quinn Hughes and they had JT Miller. They had Besser. They had Pedersen. Like, that's a lot of the team that was at that All-Star uh, 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 All Week in Toronto. So, you know, now you're playing that. And you have Boston next up, you know, and a huge game coming up uh, as well. So – like I say, there's Vancouver is just I'm I, there's no way I'm betting against Vancouver getting plus one thirty. Not going to happen. Just not going to happen because this is to me one of the teams to beat right now in the NHL. Uh, I could only look at Vancouver at plus one thirty, but I'm not rushing to back them in this spot because I do think it's a little bit of a tricky spot. Like I say, if I keep if I bet Vancouver, it'll be something very small here. The draw I think is live. In this game, and like I said, I think Lindholm, from a prop standpoint, is definitely worth a look here against his uh, old team, Canuck debut. Uh, I think he'll be, you know, he's already going to be excited, you know, to play for this team that's got all this Stanley Cup aspirations. But definitely, I think that'll be exciting. Pew Suter, by the way, someone that was really playing well before the break for Vancouver, could look in that direction as well. You know, on the Hurricane side, they're still without Andre Svechnikov. Jordan Martinuk is going to be on the top line with Aho and Tara Vinen. So there's probably some good value there. Marty Natchez on the second line with uh, Jack Drury and Bunting. You could uh, take a look in that direction. Uh, even Stefan Nason, even though he's been dropped to the fourth line, he still gets power play time. So those would be a handful of Carolina prop players that maybe I'd be interested in here tonight as well. All right, Philadelphia and Florida. We've got the Panthers minus 190 home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, obviously, the what you're going to hope for here if you're John Tortorella and the Flyers is that the All-Star break is the ultimate hit-the-reset button for this Flyers team because they couldn't have played much worse going into the break. They lost five in a row going into the All-Star break, uh, playing just brutal hockey, losing to Colorado, Ottawa, Tampa, Detroit, Boston. A lot of these games, their defensive play just completely suffered. And, you know, it's been frustrating for Tortorella, I know, uh, and they've missed Owen Tippett, who's been out uh, for this uh, uh, Philadelphia Flyers team. But there's some great news for them. It's that Owen Tippett uh, has recovered, returned, activated from the IR. He will be back in the lineup 
back in his top-line role for the uh, Flyers tonight, returning from that, that four-game absence. It's a guy that just got a big contract extension. I think definitely uh, played very well for this uh, Flyers uh, team uh, so far this season. The great goal he scored, that spinorama uh, against Dallas. So, uh, you know, this does have that feel of, you know, get away from hockey for a bit as the All-Star break approached. You know, hit the reset button. You lost five in a row. Wouldn't shock me to see the Flyers have a really strong game tonight uh, against Florida. Uh, with the Panthers, though, it's tough for me to go against them. Four in a row going into the break. So you've got this classic situation. You know, you got the Flyers playing awful, losing five in a row going into the break. Florida playing well, winning four in a row going into the break. Do you take a shot that that reverses itself here tonight? You know, that maybe Florida, the the, the break disrupts their momentum disrupts their rhythm a little bit and that the break kind of hit allows Philadelphia to, you know, recharge their batteries, forget about the shit hockey they were playing uh, going into the break and just try to get their game back again. It's, it's a very fascinating game. I'll tell you what, if I see Philly look like they're carrying play and playing well early, and I do want to point out with Philly too, it's worth noting with these losses, the five game losing streak, the last three of them, They've actually outshot the opposition by a wide margin, 99 to, um, counting it up, 99 to 64 shots on goal for the Flyers in their last three games over the opponent, which tells me a couple of things. One is they miss Carter Hart, who, as we know, you know, is away from the team and is going to be away from the team for a long time as he deals with the sexual assault case uh, against him and members of that Canadian junior team from 2018. But Erson and Pedersen, not Pedersen, Peterson, I should say, Cal Peterson, uh, they have got to be the two goalies now for Philadelphia moving forward. And Erson's game really start, you know, he definitely struggled a little bit before the break. Can he get his game back on track? Can the team get their game back on track? I'll be honest, guys, I'm tempted by Philly. I am. It's 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 got that feel to it where I think they come out strong. They've got you know, the guy that's arguably been their best forward this year back in Owen Tippett. Stolarz, not Bobrovsky, getting the start in net for the Florida Panthers as well. So um, definitely lean to the big dog taking a shot here with Philly. It's just got that feel to it for me that um, Florida going into the break, riding a high, maybe gets stunted by the break and the days off. And maybe Philly uses the break to kind of recharge the batteries, hit the reset button and come out of the break swinging with a much stronger effort tonight so that's the way i'm approaching it here i'm taking everything lightly for the most part coming out of the break but i i don't think taking a shot with philly in this spot's the worst thing in the world uh and if you look at for florida too um a lot of their games haven't been easy like even some of these wins that they got right before the break the islander game the pittsburgh game they went to overtime or a shootout so uh, keep that in mind philly's actually beaten florida two times in a row uh, two of the three meetings last year were won by the Flyers, and the Florida win was only a one-goal win uh, between these two teams. Um, as far as the, uh, the the total in this game, four straight overs. So, look, I know two unders last night would concern me a little bit, but I would certainly lean to the over here just based on the fact four straight head-to-head meetings, Philadelphia versus Florida, have gone over the total. Uh, William, what do you think here, Flyers-Panthers? I mean, I've been in a situation where we've been losing. I was playing as well. We have five losses. It's a great thing to ask you. What do you yeah. think as someone connected <laughs> to the sport? Is it good coming out of the team struggling going into yeah, the break? You're str- the yeah, you're going into the break. Who is yeah, it I mean, at the break? I, I haven't yeah. seen the the talk going on in, in the in the dressing room, but 
I could say that they're stressed. There's going to be some angers and some, you know, uh, conflicts right there because they're losing so many games like that. And the Panthers, I know, they're, if, if you're riding it and you have a streak, if you're not careful enough, you could end up going losing that streak because you're getting too too much confidence of it. And I mean, um, and and they have been on a leave now. I think that the, the Flyers going to take this one. I, I That's what I'm believing. Because uh, they're going to come in with so much energy, you know? Because if you're saying, as you said, they have a lot of uh, shots against the goal. And the, the Panthers have been struggling even the way, when they were winning. So I think they're a low on energy. But it could also be a turn on that the, the Panthers uh, come with new energy. Because they've been sharpening up the, the, the things that they were missing because they were having such a, a fight to win those wins so yeah this is going to be a really interesting game as uh, yeah that's what i'm gonna say so but um i think the flyer is gonna yeah it's gonna happen something there and they're gonna bring the energy i think i think so too i think so too. i think i don't think this yeah. is gonna be an easy game for the florida panthers tonight that no, is just no. my that is just my um my my thought there uh is that but they, um, they really they really they really have to to keep on pushing because yeah. if they have a five streak loss and they're probably low, even if they're coming with a new energy, they're going to be low on energy. Probably it's going to be sitting right in the head. It's all be. It's going to be not on just only on the on the ice. It's going to be in the head of them. Like, uh, can we yeah. do this? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a struggle for them. But if they find the energy to just keep on pushing, yeah. I think the pen is going to have a real struggle. They right have there. to get the first okay. goal, Williams. Which yes. Going to happen for Philly yes. Tonight. If Florida if the gets, gets the first the, goal, yeah. that could be the time when the just yeah. the negative vibes just roll yep. right back in yeah. for Philadelphia yeah. again. So yeah. Yeah. you're going to see them lose it, or maybe they they have the energy, they're going to struggle. Maybe they get the Panthers get the first goal, and then they just you know push through it. But if the Flyers get the first goal, yeah, you're going to see a lot of energy just you know dropping off, uh, especially negative energy. Uh, I, I know exactly how they're feeling right now. I've been there, uh, both the Panthers. I've been there with a four-streak lead, and we met a team that lost like maybe eight games or something, and we lost against them because we were too confident. And we did this, you know, we were relaxing, and they were just pushing it. And we were we we came in too lazy in that game. We we were our mindset were something. Yeah, we we're the best. We're gonna win this, and that's you have to be careful right there with the energy. Like, so yeah, I think they're gonna have a struggle against the Flyers. No doubt. It should be an interesting game because, like I oh, say, yeah. this was that classic situation coming out of a break. team that was playing well going into the break versus a team that was struggling and, and on a losing streak going into the break. Do, do the trends continue? Does Florida keep rolling? Does Philly keep struggling? Or do we see a, 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 an upset tonight? Do we see a stunner where Philadelphia uh, gets back on track? All right, Montreal-Washington. We've got the uh, Capitals minus 160 home favorites, five and a half the total. So I basically all season committed to whenever the Washington Capitals are north of minus 130, uh, north of minus 150 as a favorite, I'm, I'm going against them. And that's exactly what I'm doing here. I I, I do like Montreal here, plus the uh, price. Uh, I just think in this game, Washington is starting to come back down to earth. Okay. We knew it was going to happen at some point, And now it is, they lost four in a row going into the break. Wasn't much better for Montreal. They were only one and four. Uh, in the five games going into the break. But, you know, they did beat the Islanders and Patrick Waugh, and they lost a tough one in overtime, 3-2 to Pittsburgh, where, you know, they were able to, uh, uh, you know, 
get back and tie that game, or they actually led that game. Pittsburgh ended up coming back, tying it, and then winning in overtime. Uh, Samuel Montembeau and Charlie Lindgren, ex-Montreal Canadiens goaltender, facing his old team, but not the same Lindgren that we had seen earlier in the season. Suddenly, the wheel, not the wheels are coming off, but he hasn't been as sharp. He's given up 14 goals in his last three starts, a three-game losing streak right now for Lindgren coming into this game tonight. Uh, you look at this Washington Capitals team, still very much banged up with Backstrom Kuznetsov. Looks like Max Pacioretty, uh, lower body injury, uh, skated on the uh, top line. You know, I'd be interested in his prop against Montreal. I would, just because he's facing his old team. If he's in the lineup, it looks like he might be for uh, Washington uh, in this game. Uh, on the Montreal side of the equation, we know it's still the same You know, players that were out before the uh, All-Star break. Doc, Dvorak, Brendan Gallagher still looks like he is uh, on the sidelines as well uh, for this team. Uh, Slavkovsky on the top line, I think worth a look as far as props go uh, moving forward. And of course, now this is the first game after they traded away Sean Monaghan, so there's some shuffling going on. And it looks like Tanner Pearson is a guy that's going to move up to the uh, second line uh, to fill that role. And it looks like they've also uh, called up uh, Lucas Condotta here from the uh, Laval team in the AHL, uh, although he's only got 13 points, five goals, and 40 games down there. But it looks like he'll be on the uh, third line. Yeah, Gallagher is a suspension. That's right for the hit before the uh, break. Uh, that's why he's out. So, But I like Montreal here, plus 140. This is just a price play for me. Whenever Washington's favored by minus 150 or more, I'm interested. And yeah, for the for the Capitals props, Terry, it's 100% true. I mean, you got to look at, I, I would look at Pacioretty if he plays, just because he's facing uh, his old team, his initial team, Montreal. Oshie, of course. And yes, um, Anthony Mantha. He has been, uh, he's had a resurgence this year. You got to give him credit. You know, he's uh, obviously had a better year, 15 goals already. Uh, in 43 games, and he scored three goals in the last three games before the break. So I like that prop as well, no doubt, for uh, Mantha. And I do like over five and a half here tonight uh, in this game. I think the total's light. I think we'll see some offense, especially with Lindgren regressing in net the last few starts for him. Uh, what do you think here in this one, uh, William? Montreal, Washington. Two great teams. Two great teams. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. I can see that. Uh, I have not been watching these two teams actually so much, but uh, yeah, Washington is a strong team. Even Surprising Canada, great can... team, Washington. Yes, starting to come yes. back down to earth a little bit now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, they have a lot of really good players, good goalie as well. Uh, have not watched uh, Montreal so much. Uh, have to dig into that more. But it's going to be a, a really good, good game. They're going to have a lot of struggle, uh, Montreal. That's for sure. I think so. It should be interesting here. Uh, like I said, I think though Montreal live underdog because uh, Washington uh, has been a no moss for me when it had been that kind of price range this year. All right, Calgary, Boston. We've got this should be a good game too. Bruins minus one ninety, uh, home favorite, six the total uh, here in this one. Uh, Boston comes into this game. Look, uh, here is a team that was absolutely terrific going into the All Star break. Boston, uh, what was it, seven and one. Uh, in their last eight games before the break. And the focus that they showed in a, on a day where they were honoring Mark Recchi for the Flyers before that game against Philadelphia before the break, and they still ended up going to Philly and just clobbering this Flyers team 6-2. to two. Very impressive stuff from the uh, Boston Bruins, no question about that. Uh, Calgary comes in kind of the opposite spectrum here, uh, where you've got this Calgary team 1-4 and four in their last five games before the break. 
Calgary team that the only win was against Chicago and by the skin of their teeth uh, as well, uh, getting that victory over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. They needed a late save from Jacob Markstrom, I remember, against a very offensively challenged Blackhawks team. You know, Otherwise, that could have been a tie game uh, late in the third period of that one. Uh, as far as the injury situation here with the uh, Flames and the Bruins, uh, it looks like uh, obviously Dubé is away from the team uh, because of the scandal. Uh, it looks like Patra is out, but everyone else healthy for the Bruins. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, who of course was part of the All-Star game this weekend, will be in net for Boston. Jacob Markstrom uh, confirmed in net here for the Calgary Flames. Um, should be an interesting battle. Uh, Calgary, you know, 10 and 15 this year on the road. Not great. But if you look at the way these teams have played in the past, Boston's won three straight. Uh, but last year in Calgary, one of the wins was a 4-3 overtime game. The game in Boston. It was 3-1 to one in favor of the uh, Bruins, uh, but that game was pretty tight, and it was, a, I believe, an empty net goal for Boston that made it 3-1 and put it away. I'm on the draw here. That's the only bet for me in this game. I do have a small piece of the draw other than some props uh, for this game, and I do have a few uh, for the Boston Bruins. Uh, you look at their lineup situation tonight, fully healthy. Uh, Jake DeBrusque on the top line, worth a look, in my opinion, uh, playing with Coyle and Marchand. Um, you got uh, Pasternak, Zaka, and JVR on the uh, second line. Um, don't sleep on uh, Danton Heinen or Trent Frederick either. These are guys that have actually stepped up for Boston prior to the break to score some big goals for them as well. And then for the Calgary Flames, there are a couple props that I do like. Sharon Govich was on a roll going into the break. So was Coleman. Uh, you could look in those two directions. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look here at Andre Kuzmenko here for the uh, Calgary Flames in his debut. You know, he does give them a little bit more offensive punch. The concern here for Calgary moving forward is going to be the reason why Rick Tockett and him didn't always see eye to eye was because Kuzmenko was a defensive liability at times, did not always play good away from the puck, Andre Kuzmenko. But what he will give um, this Calgary team is a little bit of a, a jolt offensively. And if you watch any of the interviews with Kuzmenko the last couple of days, he looks like he's smiling ear to ear. I think he's happy to be in a situation where, you know, it just he kind of fell out of favor with Rick Tockett in Vancouver. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him have a hell of a game and a hell of an effort in his first game and his debut with the Calgary Flames. So he might be worth a look here as far as props go. I don't know about tonight, but moving forward too, interesting thing to note, Jacob Peltier, he's finally healthy and he's finally back up with the Flames and in their lineup, although he's only going to be on the fourth line tonight. Keep an eye on this kid. He's got skill. He's got talent. And I think if he gets more ice time and Huska ends up trusting him a little bit more, he eventually is going to be someone that's going to become a bit of an offensive spark for this Flames team. So keep an eye on him, Jacob Peltier, back with the team playing on the fourth line tonight. Uh, what do you think here? Good game here, William Calgary-Boston. Oh, horse uh, minus nine one ninety on the Bruins. They've, big they've been a yeah. I mean, they were playing really good, the Bruins. So yeah, yeah. And with the 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 new, the new guy you were talking about before, the young kid. Uh, I think they're gonna have a hard time with that guy uh, this game if they give him more uh, more space to play. Uh, and uh, Calgary Frames, yeah, good team as well. Been doing well, so it's gonna be a really tough match. This. But I'm a little bit disappointed about Bruins, like 190 minus? What the hell? Yeah. yeah. You know, but, uh, value. Be... I, I'm disappointed, yeah. too. Like, if you were to yeah, give yeah, me yeah. minus 110, I'd be all in on the Bruins here. But minus 190, no, I mean, you're not going to get any bar bargains, unfortunately. 
no. uh, with the uh, Boston Bruins uh, right now. I just don't know if I trust. Like Calgary has had a tough time beating Boston the last few, and I I don't like their yeah, road yeah, record have, lately and their overall record lately. Although, yeah, but you know, miracles can can happen, you know. Exactly, and we just talked about it in the um, uh, which game was it? The Florida game. Florida was rolling going into the break, but does the All Star break disrupt their momentum? Could that could it do that to Boston tonight? It very well could, but I'm not willing to bet that it does. Not no, with, uh, no. not with Calgary. Uh, not with Calgary, a little too, oh. uh, you know, up and down. Boston's they're strong. They're strong. A strong, strong, yeah. strong team. Yeah, I, I've yeah. seen them push through stuff before, and I don't think they're gonna just relax. For them, the the, the break was just good for them. I think they're gonna come come back with more power, more energy than before. Yeah. So, no doubt. All right, next up, we've got three games left here: Winnipeg Jets and the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, pretty much even money here, minus one ten uh, on both sides, and the total uh, currently at uh, five and a half, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. This is another situation where we've got a debuting player, Sean Monahan. Uh, who, of course, obtained by the Winnipeg Jets from the Montreal Canadiens during the All-Star break. Uh, and it looks like he will be in the lineup. And it looks like Rick Bonus has him centering the second line between Nikolai Ehlers and Cole Perfetti. It'll be Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, Gabe Velarde uh, on the top line uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, a Winnipeg team that, here, uh, believe it or not, here's a Winnipeg team that didn't play great going uh, coming out of the, uh, going in, I should say, to the All-Star break. Three straight losses, albeit two to Toronto and one to Boston. Pretty good hockey teams, so you can't really quibble too much. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, uh, they had lost three in a row, and then uh, they won their final game before the break, coming back to beat Montreal uh, in overtime uh, by a score of uh, three to two. We'll see how this one uh, transpires tonight, but I'll tell you this right now. you got a Winnipeg team that, to me, is the superior team. They actually have more road wins, 14 then Pittsburgh has 12, and you're going to give me an even money price. And I think you're going to get some uh, a requisite degree of focus from the Winnipeg Jets, knowing they lost three in a row and dropped three straight uh, going into the uh, All-Star break. So at this price, I am not passing up Winnipeg minus 110. I think it's uh, one of my favorite sides on the board here on this card. I think it's a cheap price for the superior team. Uh, here in this game, uh, you got Hellebuck in net, of course, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, that is confirmed uh, tonight, and it will be, of course, uh, Tristan Ajari uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. But, you know, to me, there's a big difference between these two teams. Pittsburgh on their best night, they've got offensive capabilities. Pittsburgh on their best night, I don't even think they can play average defense on their best night. That's where the difference is between these two teams. You've got a very good defensive team in the Winnipeg Jets with one of the best goalies in the NHL with Hellebuck, and you've got a, at times, nightmarish defensive team for the Penguins, and I honestly don't know what you're going to get uh, from uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins uh, in net from Jari one night to the next. You know, Some nights he'll be good, but he's had a lot of nights where he's been pulled and he's been given up goals he shouldn't, so... To me, it's very easy, straightforward decision. And what I love, too, about backing Winnipeg even money tonight is because I think I'm going to get their best tonight because they know they lost three in a row going into the break, didn't sit well with anybody. I think there's some onus that, hey, let's get back on track. There's going to be excitement and adrenaline running through the team with Monaghan making his debut. So uh, all things, for me at least, point to Winnipeg here, minus 110 tonight. Uh, what do you think here, Jets, Penguins? I mean, if I look at the roster, I mean, uh, Winnipeg has uh, a lot of good players as well. Morrison's with 27 assists. 
and uh, but I mean, you have Crosby. It's going to be a struggle right there. And I mean, I, uh, I, I, it's shocking to think, William, what they would do without Crosby. Like, they're yeah. like Crosby has actually like they're only as good as they like they've not. He had has a, a team in himself. Just let him in the eyes for himself. They'd be down near the bottom without Sidney Crosby yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. He he is owning the ice every time. He's he's a magician med- med- on the on the ice as well. I mean, if you look at this side I'm looking right now, uh, it's actually the 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 bet is on higher on the Penguins than on the Jets. So uh, I think this it's going to be a really hard game. But I think the Pittsburgh is going to take this one. There you go. I think I, it. Yeah. yeah, Pittsburgh. You know, it's it's it, 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 tell you what the points that are at stake tonight, it's like life or death for Pittsburgh. They've got to put a run together if they're going to be a playoff team. So it feels like the urgency should be higher for Pittsburgh. But um, at this price to me, it's just, uh, for me, uh, a team I trust a lot more, and that is uh, Winnipeg here. And this one, as far as props, like I said, I think the Monaghan props, why not? First game with the team. Velarde, of course, he's back. Uh, he's always a threat. So there's some props to look at on the uh, uh, Jets side of the equation. Um uh, I'd maybe consider Drew O'Connor. Like, obviously, Rust, Grosby, and Gensel, and Riley Smith is back now for the Penguins. But Drew O'Connor on that second line, there's definitely some value with him in that spot. All right, Colorado, New Jersey. Uh, we've got the uh, Avalanche, of course, losing in overtime last night to the New York Rangers. So it's back-to-back for them. New Jersey, it's their first game following the All-Star break. We've got the Abs, a slight road favorite, minus 115 uh, in this game. The total six and a half, uh, pretty much across the board. You know what? There's a couple of things. There's a couple of things I really like about this game. What I like about Colorado is you got them off a loss, definitely following last night against the uh, uh, against the New York Rangers. Um, New Jersey hasn't played in a while. Now New Jersey is going to have Jack Hughes back. Uh, that is, or well, I better double check on that. He was practicing. Um, we'll have to, uh, t- to double check, but I think he is supposed to be back tonight because he was practicing yesterday. The fact he was back on the ice and practicing, it certainly led me to think he was going to be uh, playing here tonight. Uh, the fact he returned to practice, actually, you know what? Um, I don't, I'm not so sure just yet, um, that he's going to be back tonight. He was at practice, but I don't see him ruled in just yet, uh, for this uh, game tonight. So we'll see. It doesn't, it may be still a little bit, um, a little bit, um, premature to say he's back i think it's still going to be another few games but that is key because the moment he gets back and i've said this all year the record of the new jersey devils with jack hughes and without jack hughes it's been extreme the difference uh there is no question about that but you know i look at this situation here with colorado i think the fact that they played last night they've got a game under their belt new jersey's playing the first game in a long time for them i think in the first period colorado's worth i don't know about win the game I lean Colorado, but I think in the first period, it's a good situational bet here. Okay, they got a game under their belt. The first 20 minutes really could be a problem for the Devils uh, in this matchup. Plus, New Jersey at home all year. Just, I don't know what, I don't know how to explain it, but they've just had such a very disheartening uh, record this year at home. You know, they've done their best work on the road. 14 road wins compared to just 10 wins here at the Rock at the Prudential Center here in New Jersey. Um, so to me, I like Colorado, but in the first period, uh, in particular, I do like both teams to score, uh, in the uh, first period. I like the over in the first period and I like the over in the full game of the last two meetings between these two teams, seven, five Jersey in Colorado six, and uh six, three Colorado in Denver earlier this year, uh, between mm-hmm. these two teams. Uh, and when you look at the, uh, New Jersey situation, Nico Dawes, Vitek Vanacek, 
you're not always sure what you're going to get in net night to night with them. Uh, we don't have projections or confirmations yet, but I expect Banachek for New Jersey, and I definitely expect Eustace Oninen, the Finnish goalie, 23 years old, to get the start tonight for the Avalanche after Georgiev got the start last night, and they also waived Ivan Prosvetov. So that makes room for Oninen, I believe, being the backup goalie moving forward for the Avalanche. The problem with that is, while his numbers in the minor leagues have been pretty solid, not so far has it translated to the NHL level. He made just that one start earlier this year in Ottawa. Uh, he gave up the four goals on 40 shots in that game. Actually didn't play that bad. They actually won the game, but they got a lot of goals for him, 7-4. to four. But last year with Colorado, 854 save percentage, 3.59 goals against. Two years ago, 863 save percentage, 4.33 goals against average for Onanen. So, yeah, Eustace Onanen still has a lot to prove. I think we'll probably see goals early and often here tonight in uh, New Jersey. Uh, what do you think here in this one, William? Colorado, New Jersey. Yeah, my favorite team. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I am, I'm all in on Avalanche right there. I mean, the, the, as you I was also said, the last meeting they had, uh, they lost against, uh, they won against the, the Devils. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough time for the New Jersey Devils to take this down. Uh, Avalanche is on a streak. They, they're going to totally take this. And as you also said, the new goalie, the Anunan, I hope they put him in. It's going to be really fun to see him play. Uh, not sure. Maybe. But uh, uh, it would be a really nice play for him to win this game with him in the goal. And also, I think we're going to see really good games from Jerdyov and uh, also from Colton and McKinnon. It's going to see them make some magic on the ice. Colton's so, been yeah. good. I like I like the addition yeah, yeah, of, of Colton. Yeah. Colton's been nice from Tampa Bay. You know, he's been with a team that's won. He's fit in nicely. Uh, there's no question. So, uh, and like I say, because I think we're going to see a lot of goals here. Like I said, I like both teams to score first period, over first period, over six and a half full game. Uh, it's a good prop game. Anyone on that second line, I, I would target. Uh, Parise didn't do a whole lot last night, so I pumped the brakes on him. He's trying to work it. And remember, this guy's like in his late 30s now, almost 40. You got to let him get a, up to game speed. But I think that second line, I could see them doing some damage. Logan O'Connor's been really good lately. He's been a good player prop bet lately. Colton centering that line. And how about Miles Wood? How can we not take a little Miles Wood here tonight for this um, uh, new, for Colorado team against his old team, the New Jersey Devils? So you would think Miles Wood. Definitely is going to want to bounce back. Yeah, Parise tonight because of the uh, the old team angle. Yes, Cuban with Parise, but I don't know. I didn't see Parise make a huge impact. Looked like he's going to need a few games. Uh, but this this thing with the player against his old team scoring, it's really uncanny. Look, Pierre Engvall last night for the New York Islanders against Toronto. He was able to score against his old team. That guy had one goal in the last 20 fucking games. And he scores last night against Toronto, his old team. It's just uncanny how that works. It's just crazy how many times a player against his old team, he'll find a way to score a goal. So if you believe in that, I definitely like Miles Wood more than Parise. But if you believe in that with Parise as well, uh, definitely you could see that happening. But I like Miles Wood in particular. That one definitely makes a lot of sense to me. Parise could sprinkle mm -hmm. a couple bucks, but I don't think he's got his sea legs just yet. This guy hasn't played hockey in a very long time. So I think it's going to still take him, you know, a little bit of time to get up to game speed, be at his absolute best uh, here with this uh, Colorado team, no doubt. Probably one, two seasons. Uh, it, it takes time to get back if you're being offered. I mean, 
thinking the the even the his his uh, condition. I mean, uh, with everything, the strength, everything, thinking yeah. on the eyes, yeah, yeah, skates, everything to just fix make that function when you've been off so long it takes one at least one or two seasons uh maybe one season if it's really good and he has really good trainers helping you up and a good good mindset but it's he's gonna have a lot of trouble as well because the the, the mind's gonna play with him you know the negativity like if he's on the ice and he sees this makes this you know this basic mistakes he's gonna have a tough tough season you know in front of him tough tough to yeah. get back into the swing of things quickly yes. i agree with that yes. for uh, zach yes. parise no doubt all right the final game maybe one of the most intriguing games of the night because we know what's on the line here for the edmonton oilers as they go for their 17th straight victory here tonight against the defending stanley cup champion vegas golden knights a win for edmonton tonight would tie them with the pittsburgh penguins with mario lemieux yaramir yager kevin stevens Tom Barrasso, the legend Scotty Bowman behind the bench, and that 92-93 Penguins team for the longest winning streak in NHL history. A win tonight ties the record for the Edmonton Oilers. Minus 150, though. My goodness, as road favorites here in this game. Total six shaded to the over. So, full disclosure with this number is... This was actually one of the first bets I made when the line came out, and I got it around minus 138 with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, now that it's gotten this high, I don't I want to say don't bet it because I obviously like Edmonton here uh, in this game. But I don't know. The price is getting up there right now. Vegas obviously went into the break going 5-2 and two in their last seven games. We know Edmonton's on this 16-game win streak. And we know Edmonton's never going to have an issue wanting to put their best foot forward against the Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously, the team that knocked them out in the playoffs last year in the second round uh, in that six-game series uh, last season. You know, they're definitely going to want to uh, avenge that uh, series, that playoff loss. They've already played once this year in the regular season. It was a 5-4 shootout win for Edmonton. And this head-to-head series kind of reminds me of Vegas and Florida this year where people are going to look at it and say, okay, Edmonton got their win against Vegas first time they played. You know, Now all of a sudden, this time around, they're, they're not going to be as stoked you know, to play Vegas and beat them again. Well, two things. Number one, the, the, the tying the records on the line. And number two, you always want to beat the team that ended your season last year. Look at Florida. Florida beat Vegas in Florida. They turned around in the rematch in Vegas. They beat them again. You know, the Florida Panthers who got beaten in the Stanley Cup final last year by uh, the um, uh, Edmonton, by the uh, Florida Panthers. So uh, so when you look at that uh, situation, or be, actually the Florida Panthers beaten by the Vegas Golden Knights, I should say. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, obviously, you've got a Vegas team that um, at home this year, still a pretty good home record overall. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Stuart Skinner in net for the Oilers. Aiden Hill for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's just an outstanding, outstanding hockey game. Uh, there's no question about that. Edmonton's got everybody healthy. That, to me, could be a difference maker. We look at Vegas. The All-Star break really didn't get many of their absentees back uh, in the lineup. Theodore's still out. Uh, Jack Eichel is still out. Will Carrier's still out. And Pavel Dorofiev has really played well for them. Uh, in a top six forward role, upper body injury, uh, and is going to be out for this game tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. It'll be his second straight game uh, that he's missed. So still a lot of key players uh, missing in action here for Edmonton. I would say this, if you're going to take Edmonton now, 
I wouldn't take it the money line straight at this price. I would look for something better. I'd look for a first period puck line or a regulation uh, price or a p- minus one uh, potentially. Uh, but yeah, minus one thirty eight for me uh, is what I took um, overnight. And um, I, I just said, you know what, Edmonton on this roll, the schedule is going to get tougher. That's the one you know detractor you can say for Edmonton is that the schedule has been home heavy. Hasn't been overly taxing, and now they're going to face a pretty good Vegas team. But I think what cancels that out is the fact that Edmonton's got Vegas as their opponent. Is the Edmonton's going to have an axe to grind with Vegas every time they play them until they beat them in the postseason. Edmonton is always going to take this game and treat it very seriously, in my opinion. Uh, and like I said, they're they're finding ways to win. And what makes me think that they can win tonight, keep the streak going, is that they're doing it the way you want to see them do it. Because if you're going to beat Vegas, you've got to be able to match them defensively. And Edmonton's doing that right now. Edmonton, during this win streak, they keep allowing two goals or less in 10 straight games to their opponent. They've allowed two goals or less. In fact, I think it even goes further than that, the streak of giving up two goals or less uh, to the opposition. I mean, they are finally playing good team defense. And Stuart Skinner is playing at an incredible level of confidence right now for this team. Uh, he's been outstanding, uh, and that's been the difference in Edmonton being able to put this win streak together is how they're keeping the puck out of the net collectively as a team right now. So I'm on the Edmonton side here, but like I said, I got a better price on this uh, overnight. Uh, this price now, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked it's moved this much. I mean, I certainly couldn't fault anyone for saying now that it's plus 130, plus 135, I've got to take Vegas because you don't get them as a home underdog at this price very often. but. Uh, I definitely think Edmonton, though, uh, the way they're going, they've got an axe to grind with Vegas from the postseason last year. So I'm still on the Oilers one more time here in this one. I will say this. If Edmonton's streak ends tonight, though, fade them the next game because that's the ultimate bubble burst. They lose tonight to Vegas, and they don't get their 17th, and they fall one short of tying the the the, the record by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Man, are they going to be probably a good team to bet against in the next game because I could definitely see a little bit of a bubble burst theory coming into play if Edmonton's streak gets snapped tonight by the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, William, what do you think? It's a great game. Hell of a matchup. Oilers-Golden Knights. Yeah, two great teams. I'm looking, as you were saying, that they won against Vegas, uh, the last match they have. Uh, They have a lot of good players. uh, And, I mean, Skinner's been doing really good. Uh, and uh, also Hyman. So I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough match. But I think the Edmonton's gonna take this one. As you're saying, they they have been been letting uh, less goals inside for, for the points they were meeting. So yeah, but I mean, it could be a it could be a win for the Vegas as well. But I think the Oilers gonna. I'm on on the Oilers side this one actually. It's kind of. Kind of sad they have minus one fifty on this one. Here's a funny thing. What do you do with the total here? It's I'm I'm not betting the total. I, what I do know is head to head, we've seen three straight overs with the Oilers and the Golden Knights, and obviously it was five four when these teams played back in November. But Edmonton's gone under in ten straight games. I mean, ten straight to the under for the Edmonton Oilers coming into tonight, uh, and we've seen nothing but four one three nothing four one three one two one three two kind of hockey from the Oilers during this stretch. So be careful uh, with this total. Um, 
I think it's a tricky total. I'm just I'm staying totally off this total uh, when it comes to the Oilers and the Golden Knights. Like I say, I like Edmonton. I don't hate the draw. There's other draws I like more, but I don't hate the draw here. I might sprinkle on that just because we did see this team this game go to a shootout earlier this year with the Oilers and the uh, Golden Knights. So you know the draw could be in play here, no doubt, with uh, Edmonton and Vegas uh, here tonight. I don't want to make too much of a deal of the Ryan McLeod. I mean, obviously that's his brother, Michael McLeod, what he's going through, I'm sure is on his mind. Will it impact his performance negatively? Will he be distracted? I mean, I don't really want to go there. In fact, I think if anything, hockey is probably a good thing for Ryan McLeod right now. Kind of, you know, put his, so he doesn't have to think about what his brother's going through uh, right now. So I actually think if anything, he'll play well and he'll be, he will be focused on the task at hand. Uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, no doubt. But that's a hell of a game to end the night, no doubt. I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm sure everyone is looking forward to that uh, Edmonton and Vegas game. Yes, good point. William Carlson's back, I should say. That's the one guy that is back uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, William Carlson, and a guy that's uh, had a very good season uh, for the uh, Golden Knights, 32 points in 38 games before his injury. So a welcome yeah. sight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights to have uh, William Carlson, Wild Bill back in the fold. Yeah, this feels like a Corey Perry scores a goal game. Vegas, it's going to be a physical game. A lot of bad blood. The playoff series last year. Uh, you could sense, Cuban, that this might be a game for Corey Perry to maybe dent the twine for the first time as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. So that's not a bad little bargain bin special there uh, if you're looking at a goal prop with some value tonight uh, in this game. There you have it. That is the uh, Tuesday uh, NHL card. Uh, good stuff indeed. Uh, William, um, we'll let you go. You've done a great job. Uh, we appreciate it very much, and uh, we'll look to have you back on the show down the road. But uh, yes, good luck with everything you're doing in terms of your connection to hockey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the show. Have a good night. You too. Uh, there he is. Uh, we appreciate him joining us. Uh, William uh, Von uh, Gochi. You could use Gucci as well, but I think there will be yeah. trademarks right there. There we go. Good stuff indeed, William. All the best. Good to talk to you. Bye-bye. Take care. There he is, uh, William. We appreciate him uh, joining us here on the show. Uh, we'll take care of some business now. We do want to uh, tell everyone, uh, patreon.com slash guys. just $10 per month. Uh, make sure you uh, sign up and subscribe. Daily sides, totals, player props, goalie charts, totals charts, any exclusive Patreon betcasts. And by the way, uh, we're going to be deciding on the dates of the betcasts for the rest of the month. We have our free-for-all public betcast for Super Bowl weekend this Saturday night, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but we are definitely, you know, definitely we are going to um, add more betcasts, and two of them will be exclusive to Patreon in the month of February. We're going to have four betcasts all together. Two public free-for-all betcasts, two Patreon-exclusive uh, betcasts. So the dates for those will be coming. And the, for the two Patreon-exclusive betcasts, you'll only be able to watch or join us on the stream by being a Patreon member. So make sure you sign up, patreon.com slash guys, just $10 per month. And, of course, this Saturday, our Ice Guys Super Bowl weekend, Super Saturday NHL live betcast, this Saturday, February 10th, 6 p.m. Eastern, with the start of the Colorado-Florida game. It's a pretty good Saturday night uh, of NHL action. And again, you can DM or email me or Alex uh, for uh, a spot on the BetCast, and we will make sure we send you the StreamYard link for uh, the BetCast before it begins this Saturday night, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure you join us. That'll be our uh, 
pre-Super Bowl party, if you will, Saturday night before the uh, big game, which happens uh, 24 hours later. All right. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Uh, it is um, best bets bargain bin special of the night coming up in just a moment. Uh, but first, of course, uh, we got to hear from our now daily sponsor of the Ice Guys show, Boston Hemp. <laughs> There it is, Boston and Bank, our sponsor of the Ice Guys show. Uh, make sure you check them out. Be sure to check out all the quality products from our proud sponsor, Boston Hemp Inc. today. And use promo code ICEGUYS to save 20% off all orders at bostonhempinc.com. And also the Ice Guys store. Make sure you get your gear, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Tuesday card. Uh, a lot of good options here as far as a bargain bin uh, special. Uh, for this uh, Tuesday night uh, at intriguing uh, price uh, price tags. Um, but uh, I'm going to go back to that uh, game with the uh, Abs and the Devils. Um, I'm going to go with Miles Wood. Miles Wood on that second line against his old team. I like it. I think he finds the back of the net. I think he's going to find a way to make an impact here for this uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche team tonight. We've got a lot of these situations tonight. Uh, debuting players. Uh, players facing one of their former teams sets up for being pretty good player prop betting situations when you see those. And I'm going to go with one there. Miles Wood plus 370 uh, at BetMGM uh, to find the uh, back of the net for the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, Miles Wood, Colorado plus 370, a bargain bin special of the night for me uh, here on this Tuesday slate. All right, best bets. Colorado, New Jersey over six and a half minus 130. Uh, I like this total quite a bit. Uh, I think we're going to see goals both ways. Um, I think it's probably one of the higher scoring games of the night, if you ask me. Uh, I'm still not sold on Eustace Onanen, who's likely going to get the start here for the uh, Colorado Avalanche tonight. And whoever's in goal for New Jersey, after a rare night where Colorado gets held to just one goal, uh, I would expect a better offensive showing from this Avalanche team here tonight uh, against the Devils. Uh, and again, the last two meetings have flown over the total uh, between these two teams. So Colorado, New Jersey, over six and a half, minus 125 uh, for my best bet here for this Saturday, for this Tuesday, rather, uh, NHL card. Uh, that's a wrap. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. We'll have Alex back in the fold tomorrow, rejoining me on the show for the Wednesday edition. Uh, so make sure you join us for that. And again, another reminder that once again, we've got the uh, BetCast on Saturday night. Very important. Saturday, we don't have many Saturday night BetCasts. So we've got to mention it multiple times on the show just to get the uh, message sent out there to everyone that we do have a very rare Saturday night Ice Guys BetCast this Saturday February 10th, Super Bowl weekend, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We'll be on the air starting with puck drop of the Avs-Panthers game uh, on Saturday night. So uh, make sure you join us for that. 
a DM or email either of us for a spot on the BetCast. Uh, if you want to join us on Saturday night, Super Bowl weekend, for an Ice Guys live BetCast. Looking forward to that. All right, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form. On all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 